Welcome to the Reset Podcast with Kirk Elliott, PhD, where every week we integrate politics, economics, and legislation that will impact your investment portfolios and lives. In doing this, we can reset our expectations so we can invest with wisdom, discernment, and confidence. Sit back, listen, and learn as we go on the journey of navigating through the economic jungle together. Welcome to this special report. My name is John Michael Chambers with American Media Periscope. Visit us at AmericanMediaPeriscope.com. And we'll be talking with double PhD economist and good friend of mine, Dr. Kirk Elliott from Kirk Elliott Private Advisors. And Kirk and I are going to be discussing the revaluation of gold and what this means. U.S. Senate to confiscate Russia's gold and how the national debt gets resolved possibly overnight. Is this Nassara Jassara? These are very important topics. They're critical. They're trending. Uh, welcome to this broadcast. Kirk, how are you doing? Hey, John. It's great to be with you. I'm doing fantastic. Excellent. I want to jump right into this. a revaluation of gold. It's not getting a lot of airplay, although it is out there. What does this mean? Uh, let's start there. Who revalues gold? How can someone do that? What is that all about? And folks, listen up. This is very important. So when you look at the different central banks around the world, John, like the European Central Bank, the Federal Reserve, they all have gold hoards. They have reserves, right? And and when you look at how much they have, it's a lot. Like the European Central Bank has about 10 tons of gold. Um, the Fed has about eight and a half, or I'm sorry, 10,000 tons of gold. The Fed has about 8,500 tons. So it's a lot of gold, right? Well, are they valued at the same? No. See, the European Central Bank values its gold hoard at the market price. So they, they call that mark to the market, which means if gold's $2,000 an ounce, they have 10,000 tons. It's 10,000 tons times $2,000 an ounce. Well, there's an old antiquated rule um, that the Fed uses, and they value gold at the price they paid for it. So they've had these 85,000, 8,500 tons for a long time. And so the Fed values it at the price they paid for it, which is $42.02 an ounce. <laughs> so it's like, why in the world would they do that? Right? I mean, we have to ask that question. So so there's this war between the European Central Bank and the Fed because it, during post-COVID world, um, the, the you know, central banks don't have a lot of money right now. They don't have a lot of funds coming in like in the European Union from the contributing member countries. And so therefore they think, ah, we want the price of gold to go up. If you remember a long time ago, you and I talked about Basel three accord. Well, that's what that was about, was about um, getting the price of gold to go up because it helps the European central bank. Well, at that point, I mean, this was six, eight months ago that we were talking about this and you and I had said, wait until the other banks now need to compete with that. And we had talked about the Federal Reserve having to rechange their stupid rule because at $42.02 an ounce, they don't have a lot of assets on the balance sheet to be able to loan out more money. So here we now are. We are be, there. It's being talked about a revaluation of gold at the Fed. So it's the Fed that's going to actually do it. I don't know if it's an act of Congress that does it, John, or if it's just a Federal Reserve ruling, uh, you know, an administrative rule, but they're talking about revaluing it to mark 
to the market at the Federal Reserve level of their gold hoard. Well, why does this matter, right? So at $42.02 an ounce and 8,500 tons, that gives the Fed about $560 billion worth of gold. It's a lot of gold, right? But imagine if they valued it instead of $42.02, they valued it at the market price, which is about $2,000 today. That would put their value of their gold at $27 trillion, $27 trillion. So does it behoove them to, to actually mark to the market to revalue gold? It absolutely does, because with that, they shore up their balance sheet, and then the Fed can do what the Fed wants to do, which would be to lend out money. But so this has been a long time in the waiting, and it looks like it may happen. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. But, but it's out there. They're talking about revaluing gold because they need to. Interesting. So uh, we go from uh, whatever was that number? Was it in the billions to $27 trillion. Uh, That's a huge leap. You know, it reminds me of uh, when Q was posting on the boards back in the day. Uh, they said, you know, th- things like gold will bring down the central bank or expose the Federal Reserve's uh, failures. Um, and uh, it's it sounds like to me, especially with what's going on in Ukraine, and we'll talk about in a moment, uh, Congress, uh, the U.S. Senate trying to confiscate Putin's gold. Um, it all ties in. It's the currency supremacy wars that we see happening. And it seems to me, maybe you can comment on it. And if I'm wrong, please do correct me. But it seems to me that. The Fed's game is up, and that's the only reason they're willing to expose the true value of something real like gold versus their funny money that they've devalued in 113-some-odd years. Am I right about that? No, you're 100% right, John, because Russia has $140 billion worth of gold. You know, nothing compared to, to what we have, but it's still $140 billion worth of gold. And the Senate, in their supremacy of thought, right? I mean, they, they think that <laughs> they control the world. They want to confiscate Russia's gold, you know, wild that you think you can just go steal something from some other country's wallet, but that's what they're, that's what, you know, what's in the talking points right now is a bill to potentially confiscate Russia's gold, right? So, so to what, what end here? So the central banking system as we know it, um, or at least the Federal Reserve and, and the, the dollar supremacy around the globe is, is about to end. Um, just just last week, you know, before the week before this recording, the petrodollar is facing one of the nails in its coffin to end the petrodollar. So Russia, after, after um, Biden put these nuclear economic sanctions on Russia and, and got rid of the SWIFT program, right, and it's like, okay, they're, they're doing everything they can to get money to come into the country. And so Russia and India are now signing a deal where India says, hey, Russia, we're going to buy more oil from you, but we're not going to use the petrodollar. We're not going to use that. We want to exchange rubles and rupees for this. So they're, they, they're doing their own bilateral trade agreement, getting rid of the petrodollar. Well, the petrodollar, John, is the only reason why the dollar is the reserve currency of the world, right? All oil traded throughout the globe are traded in U.S. dollars, not in national currencies, which actually gives the dollar built-in demand. So here's where we're starting to see a change in the global monetary system. We're starting to see a global financial reset happen right underneath our nose 
as the petrodollar goes away, so does the dollar. Well, what are they going to exchange it with? It has to be something different. It has to be something that's tangible, that's real, that has value. And so, so, but you have to get rid of the dollar first for another reset to happen, right? Well, getting rid of the petrodollar makes an awful lot of sense because then there is no demand for the dollar. It puts us on the equal ground of like Italy or France or Venezuela or Cyprus or Greece. When they print money without discretion, it's going to devalue that currency and ultimately put, throw them into a hyperinflation. So what comes next? What comes next? Well, how about if you get rid of the petrodollar and you're looking at a change in a currency system, oh, how is this coinciding with now the talks of a revaluation of gold? And it just so happens the Fed has 8,500 tons of gold. And if they put that at mark to market at current market rates, it's worth 27 trillion. It's our national debt, John. It's like 29 and a half trillion. Isn't that kind of a weird number, how they almost match up? <laughs> It's very interesting, Kirk, and great analysis. Thank you. What I comes to my mind, uh, it seems non sequitur, folks, but you'll, it'll tie together in a moment. We all, of course, anyone, most people listening and following our broadcast do understand this ev- gargantuan event uh, of sorts that we see unfolding in Ukraine is uh, nothing the news is, what the news is saying is, is any inkling of truth about it. And, um, but I don't want to get too much into that, but I will say this. In part, that is what this is all about, is that is the, the, the who's going to seize control of the currency of the day for the world. That's the war. Furthermore, of course, the obvious things, the bio labs, um, the, the, uh, the Biden's bribe of the century in Burisma in Ukraine and all the other Hillary Clinton's, the uranium one. We're finding out that it was the U.S. that even funded a lot of the bio labs, the deep state side of it and so forth and so on. But it all besides all the other issues in no small part is what what's happening in Ukraine over there uh, has to do with this reset you spoke about. And that leads me to this. You know, you've got at least three states, Wisconsin, uh, Georgia, and the other state, I forget which one off the top of my head, uh, that uh, are preparing to decertify uh, at the state level. Uh, all the documentation uh, is accessible by visiting forbiddenknowledgetv.net. But, um, now, I do know the ports are, are, are uh, not necessarily going to get things done for us at, at the higher levels, but at least if this does happen, we have standing. But at the end of the day, and I'm well on the record for this, the ultimate way, even with the help of the private sector, that we're going to um, get that election of 2020 accurate and reinstate the results, uh, at least widely known, is uh, and take the republic back, is devolution. But I want to say, you know, I, I'm not a constitutional expert, but when I hear you say the U.S. Senate is discussing a bill to confiscate the gold of a foreign country, I'm wondering, how does our Constitution allow that? And maybe there's an angle. Uh, I don't know. I, we should bring uh, Dave Shostokas on to talk about that. But uh, what I have to say is uh, good luck. Um, and so in the beginning of this brief broadcast, Kirk, I mentioned we would discuss how the national debt. And you're just sort of alluding to that can get resolved perhaps overnight. Now, we're just speculating here, folks. And a lot of people that have been following the Nassara to Gassara uh, thing, for, quite frankly, for decades, um, uh, this certainly ties into that. While I'm, I don't believe every aspect of Nassara and Gassara will actually happen, 
I don't think it'll all happen in one fell swoop, but there are certain aspects that have already happened. And this one could be a big one. Elaborate on that 27 trillion and that 29 trillion. And what could possibly happen when we restore the Republic, reinstate our duly elected president, Donald J. Trump, win the elections in the, in the midterms, the house, the Senate and the presidency down, uh, 47. Thank you, Mr. Trump. When we get to this, and this is all beginning right now through the midterms of November and then thereafter, if the, this money turns into 27 trillion, tell me how we resolve our debt overnight. Well, imagine the, the debt's 29.5 trillion. The value of gold at $2,000 an ounce that the Fed has is 27 trillion. So in reality, you get rid of the Fed, you have all this gold, and uh, we resolve our national debt almost overnight, right? But that's all at that $2,000 an ounce. Do we think that gold is going to stay at $2,000 an ounce? No way. It's going to continue to grow because of the economic turmoil that we have, the, the unsustainable debt, the inflationary pressures, the political chaos, the geopolitical conflict, everything that we're seeing causes gold and silver to go up. So gold's going to continue to go up. But at $2,000 an ounce, it's $27 trillion. At $4,000 an ounce, it's $54 trillion. At $6,000 an ounce, you know, it's like $80 trillion. I mean, imagine the, the kind of wealth that would really shore up America. In, in a Nassara Jassara type of a moment that we're talking about, we could see national debt go to zero almost overnight. Especially with Donald Trump back in, at the helm, because you and I reported on HR, I forget it was, was 748, 768, what was the number? Um, the first COVID relief bill, we were really among the first to gain any traction with challenges from others uh, because it wasn't heard on the news, you know. Uh, but, you know, you broke it down really well what President, uh, what was in that bill that became the law at the time, that first relief bill of the uh, COVID nonsense. And that whole segment on the uh, the powers that President Trump removed from the Federal Reserve, we're not going to dive into that at this time. We've covered it before. And then, of course, they scrapped the bill once they stole the election. But my point in raising this, Kirk, is as we devolution unfolds, belligerent occupiers are removed, states are decertified, and the election is the wrongs are righted, and we've got the House, Senate, and President Trump at the office, it's not a long stretch to say that Trump is going to end the Federal Reserve as we know it overnight. I didn't say get rid of it completely, but he's going to continue to control that and continue to uh, move on forward with the IRS, in my opinion. Uh, and that is how, in a layman sense, with a 40,000 foot view, that that 27 trillion absolves the, towards the 29 trillion debt. That's some of that debt forgiveness that we speak about. While there's other aspects of debt forgiveness, college loans, different things, can't just forgive debt. Um, it violates economics and violates the universal laws that we live in. But you can uh, when you bring sound money back to the table. You know, once we used to say a while back, gold is, is to the Fed as light is to the vampire. And now the Fed game is up like everyone else's game is up. Kirk, this was a brief report. Um, provide us some closing comments, um, if you will, about uh 40,000 with you about what's potentially happening here in this reset. And what are the dangers that individual investors, individuals that have accumulated assets, what do they need to do? 
Well, the dangers are we, we're living in a, in a world that's just consumed with geopolitical conflict and turmoil and inflation. Um, so much so that, you know, the interest rates haven't been raised in like since 1983, except for a small stint in 2018. Well, now for the first time, the Fed thinks that, hey, we have got to slow down this inflation train. We're going to start raising rates. This hurts anybody that carries any debt, John, as rates continue to go up. People who are living at the margin all across America who carry debt, they are going to feel the pinch. So there's a few things that, that we need to do to protect and preserve, right? Number one, we got to try to get out of debt if we can. But number two, with our investments in, in Elon Musk, brilliant business guy. I mean, some people don't like his politics. I think he's weird. I certainly don't like the chip that he wants to put in everybody's head, right? But he's a brilliant business guy. Well, a few days ago, he was asked, how do you protect yourself against inflation? And this was crazy. He said the same thing that I've been saying for years. You invest into things because things go up with inflation. You know, cars go up with inflation, groceries, cereal, oil, gas, computers, real estate, gold and silver, right? So gold and silver are liquid. They're 100% liquid. So how do you protect yourself against those inflationary pressures? Buy gold and silver, but pre predominantly silver right now. It's all that we're recommending. That's your inflationary hedge because silver is a thing. Things go up with inflation. If you want to protect yourself in inflation, you have to invest in the thing, which silver is. That's your inoculation against rising prices is by investing in a thing. And so I would say gobble up as much silver as you possibly can, John. Um, that's what I would encourage everybody. It don't, don't have a frown on your face. Don't stick your head in the sand. Don't do nothing because our freedoms are eroding. Our finances don't need to erode with those freedoms if we do the right thing. Invest into silver. That's how you can protect and preserve during these inflationary times because, John, they're not going to end anytime real soon. They're not. We're get, we're in this for a bit. Absolutely. And um, yeah, so buy gold, buy silver, buy now. But buyer beware, folks. It is a, a buyer beware market. Uh, this is so true, so prevalent and so easily presented to the public that Dr. Elliot and I are going to do a series on of education series about this. So um, before we close out, Kirk, I want to you mentioned something else that is absolutely imperative to comment on before we conclude this you spoke about interest rates uh, as being one of the one of the uh, key issues of the day uh, and i may not have the numbers right if i get something wrong you'll clear me up as an economist but wasn't it during ronald reagan was that paul volcker's range somewhere in that spot didn't we have interest rates sky high but um so like a, uh, the interest rate was 18 percent, but also you can get a CD at 18%. Where are we today with regards to the comparison of those two things in the interest rate cycle? And what is the danger you see there? Well, see, interest rates were an 18% in 1983. Why? Because they had to slow down the inflation from the Carter years. What was the inflation of the Carter years? It was 18%. Oh, that's how you slow down inflation with interest rates. The in interest rate has to equal the inflation rate. Anything less than that? It's not going to amount to a hill of beans of difference. So here's where we are today. The Fed wants to raise rates nine to 10 times this year alone at 25 basis points each. That's a quarter of a percent. So let's say, say 10. That's two and a half percent. What's unofficial inflation right now, if you use the exact same metrics as we had in 1983, because Bill Clinton changed the way that inflation was measured in 96. So if you want to compare apples to apples, 
we're we're at about 26 percent inflation right now. So if if they want to use interest rates to slow down inflation, they've got to go to 26 percent. Politicians don't have the guts to do that because they're not going to raise rates 26 percent. That would kill the economy overnight. So therefore, they're just going to raise rates slowly. And here's the problem with that. That will kill the stock market. That will kill the bond market. That'll hurt anybody who's living at the margin because their payments go up. But it's not going to do anything to slow down inflation. It's not going to do anything. So now we're stuck with people with lower disposable income, higher taxes. Stock market's going to get hit. Bond market's going to get hit. And they're not going to do anything to slow down inflation. So therefore... We've got to go into silver. And, and my premise on that is, do you know any politician that has the guts that would raise rates to 26% to slow it down? I don't. I don't know any of them. And so, therefore, I think we're stuck with inflation for a while. Yes, we are. And, you know, I, I think of back, back to some of the old timers that were uh, the movers and shakers of the time that were brave enough to, to discuss the things you're discussing today. Economists like Peter Schiff in the day, Art Laffer, as you well know. Uh, Ron Paul, uh, I'm sure these guys are coming out today and having the same, very same discussions because it is here. They were right. You were right. And everyone needs to heed the call. And then as we wrap this up to our listeners, an acronym, GOOTS, G-O-O-T-S, get out of the system. Uh, everyone knows that Wall Street and central banks and certainly the deep state does not have Main Street's best interest in mind. The only people they're going to take care of at the expense of America first and then the rest of the world is themselves. And so, therefore, get out of the system. It's a five-box bucket system that is worthy of a private consultation. I don't give investment advice or sell any investments or manage money, but I can talk with you on a consultative basis if you're a premium member at American Media Periscope. So just go to our website, AmericanMediaPeriscope.com and click on Wealth Coach Services with John Michael Chambers and you'll get fast-tracked to a private phone line to talk with me about how to get out of the system. It worked in 09 when I put it together. It's working today and it's a model both Kirk and I sort of put together over these years and, and serve people with, particularly Dr. Elliot. And so, uh, and also, um, if you want to get a fast track to those that can help you with the qualified people that can help you get your assets out of harm's way. When we meet with me, John Michael Chambers, uh, after our discussion and our Goots model is delivered to you, you will uh, be fast tracked to Dr. Elliott's office, his firm and my company have an agreement. And the reason why we can fast track you uh, well, we're friends for 15 years and we're trying to help other patriots that we serve. But the other reason we have to call it a fast track is because Dr. Elliott's office is getting a few thousand appointments, conservatively speaking, requests every month. And uh, so you'll be on a waiting list. So if you want the fast track, AmericanMediaPeriscope.com, click on Wealth Coach Services. Uh, or if you want to contact Dr. Elliott directly, Kirk, what is the website's firm and what is the best number to get into your world? So the firm is Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. Private Advisors. You can just go to KirkElliottPhD.com. And you know what? There's there's actually if you go forward slash JMC that you can you can actually fill out that information. And because of the arrangement that you have with me, people will be fast tracked to the front of the line or they can simply call 720-605-3900 and just uh, say, hey, John Chambers sent me. Right. And then 
we will get you on with a free consultation with myself or my team. Uh, we're going to ask you questions. We're going to say, hey, what was it that John and Kirk talked about that caused you to want to reach out? And we'll ask you questions about your IRAs, your finances, right? Answer them because that'll help me help you when myself or one of my team talks to you. And it's, these are free consultations and we will get you out of harm's way. Thank you. Of course, folks, the wrong thing to do is nothing. And the other wrong thing to do is the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Listen, we've been talking about the revaluation of gold, what this means, uh, how the U.S. Senate is trying to confiscate Putin's gold, and how the national debt may get resolved with certain elements of the Sara Jasara should this revaluation take place, as we've been discussing. These are critically important subjects that will affect everybody. And uh, so the time for action is now. As we all know, action does change things. So um, that's really all we've got here, folks. Uh, we urge you to uh, stay informed. And, uh, and on that note, as we close out, those that are finding out about me and Dr. Elliot, perhaps for the first time as we put this out publicly, not just to our inner circles. Um, my name, again, is John Michael Chambers, the author of Trump and the Resurrection of America, um, and some other books as well. Uh, I'm the founder and creator of American Media Periscope. Visit our online digital news network. Follow us on Roku, many of these social media platforms. But the best place is just follow us on our own website. You can watch all of our news programming there. I speak each and every month at a platform with Eric Trump and General Michael Flynn and scores of doctors and medical professionals and military and intelligence and citizen journalists. Each and every month, you'll find those speeches on the website. And Dr. Elliot has a Ph.D. in public policy and economics, a Ph.D. in theology. He was nominated nominated for a Trump committee position and has been in the financial services market, particularly tangible assets like gold and silver, for going on three decades. Premier firm. Uh, we've known each other 15 years. So that's a little bit about who we are, how to follow our work. But more, most importantly, heed the call. Listen back on this. If you have questions, you know how to reach us. Uh, that's all I've got to say. Where we go one, we go all. Thank you, Dr. Elliot, uh, for spending this time with me today. And everybody, stay safe and uh, keep this in mind. If things don't make sense, it's because it's an intelligence battle. It's an information war. And we simply don't know what we don't know. But we are indeed winning. Everything is changing right now. And it's going to be a, a long haul. Uh, but we are winning. Uh, and this is a pendulum-shifting moment in this battle uh, for the human race. And as always, freedom is up to us. Um, and if everything doesn't seem okay right now, it, it will, when it's the end, it'll be okay. So you'll know when we get there. Anyway, that's it. Thank you very much. Stay safe and God bless. Thank you for listening to Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. Every week, our goal is to increase your knowledge and help melt away any financial anxiety and stress that causes inaction. In any economy and with any presidential administration, there are things we can do to thrive and not just survive. Thanks for going on this journey with us. We look forward to our next time together on the next installment of Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. If you have any questions, call us at 720-605-3900 or simply email us at info at kirkelliotphd.com.